Hey, what the heck's going on? I'll tell you what it is. It's show and tell, but it's not Phil and Lamore. No, it's me, John Park. I fooled you. Were you expecting someone else? I bet you were. Uh, but uh, I hope you enjoy this anyway, because I'm, I'm certainly excited about it. I'm certainly excited to uh, see what people have brought by to the big, huge show and tell that we've got here uh, on Adafruit uh, going on 37 years today. That's not true. I don't know how long we've been doing it, but for a while, right? Um, all right, got to keep the excitement up, though. So let's go to our first guest. It is our good friend, Sean Himmel. Hey, Sean. How's it going, John? Actually, let I'm me turn doing off. Well, how are, how's, uh, oh, what you got? You got some, some uh, buttons and clicky things happening here. What's, what's new? Is that your AC? Yeah, it is my AC. I've got, <laughs> I've got a, a mini split unit up there. You yeah. can see past the lights and they're really loud. I forget to turn it off during live yeah. stream sometimes. So I was just turning it off. I'm like, oh, right, I'm live. Let's do this. So do people tell you, do people notice it? Because everyone always tells me that they don't hear my AC, even though I'm super conscious of it. They say, no, we barely hear it. Uh, feedback? I, I, no, I usually, yeah, people don't seem to notice it. It seems um, impossible, but maybe the mics are just sort of local enough and not tuned to those frequencies. I don't know. I, I've got I mine think running it's, today. It's more apparent when I'm like listening and editing my own audio when I'm wearing yes. headphones. That's where I really hear oh, it. Oh, yeah. If you're recording it, forget it. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So All right. Uh, other than uh, HVAC concerns what have we got going on okay so my latest my latest things that i've been working on with uh with digikey is this stm32 board and it's an st it's an st board it's pretty slick um but the big thing is actually using yocto project um to create my own linux image because i want to enable and disable certain drivers uh, write my own applications and and whatnot um, and if I remember back in the day, well, it was like six years ago, Adafruit had their own like Raspberry Pi image, right? Am I, for, am I remembering this correctly? Yeah, that sounds really familiar actually. Okay, so I'm going through the process of learning the Yocto project, which allows me to construct my own Linux image for this board. Uh -huh. And you could do it for like Raspberry Pi, BeagleBone Black. There's all sorts of boards that are supported and I'm learning how mm. much of a pain it is to maintain <laughs> and build all these things together. And right. What I wanted to share real quick is screen number two. Uh, I am I am logged into this to my computer here. This is uh this is my my little Linux box. I've actually logged into that STM32 board. This is my custom image that I've created using the Yocto project. And what I did is whip up this really quick I squared C sensor. It's not it's not even really a driver. It's just a really basic application mm -hmm. to read from the I squared C device file, the, the dev I2C-1, if you're familiar with Linux at all. Mm -hmm. And what I'm gonna do here is I'm going to log into this, this single board computer that I've constructed my own image for. Password um, was I, bow tie. It's actually Tor, but that should have oh. been a really good one. <laughs> now, you, now you know the secrets. You can hack all of my systems. <laughs> all and, your offline systems. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And what I'm going to do here is, uh, nope, wrong one. I'm going to look in user bin. And one of the cool things about Yocto Project or BitBake or any of these like build root types of systems is I can create an application. This one's a C application, and it automatically cross-compiles. And here's my application right here. It, it was gettemp.c. It was cross-compiled and then just baked into this Linux image for me. Cool. So when I call it from the command line, it actually reads from that I squared C sensor and gives me a, a reading. So the idea is I'm putting together this video series to show people how do you get started creating your own Linux images 
for single board computers. Yeah. And you could do this for Raspberry Pi. Yeah. You could do it for BeagleBone Black. I'm using this STM32 MP1 board. Um, that's the idea of where we're going here. It's it's a good bit of a learning curve, especially for Yocto project. BuildRoot lets you do it very quickly, but it lets you just kind of pull in modules and you have to recompile the whole kernel every time. Yocto does everything in layers, so you have a little mm -hmm. bit more fine-tuned control. Um, and just learning the tech, the terminology and what goes into like creating your own custom, not really creating a custom kernel, but like putting in certain device drivers and modules to make this work the way you want. I'm right. So this is something you're learning now and then creating a video series on how to do uh, yep. or, a, or a tutorial series so people can build their own. That's cool. Yeah, so they've uh, they just started getting released on the DigiKey YouTube channel. So feel okay. free to check that out if you have any curiosity in I how do to have create. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. excellent. Yeah, I don't want to do it, but I, I just want to know about it. <laughs> I can't <laughs> say I, at least I, I say that now. You. At least I say that now. <laughs> oh, I I you might you might not like it. I I'm it is a learning curve and you fight with Linux. One does not simply use Linux. Yeah. Yeah, it's a relationship. It's a back and <laughs> forth. <laughs> it is. It has its uses. I love Linux. Don't get me wrong. It has its uses, but um, it's been a fight, especially to get like networking uh, going. Like Wi Fi mm -hmm. has just been horrid. So that's been an adventure. Yeah, the uh, the, the the classic one is uh, audio. It's Jack and yeah. like, if you're trying to do any of the sort of microphone and synthesizer and uh, you know all, all these areas where people are wanting to make little embedded things that do cool stuff it's like kind of perfect except for it's also this giant battle with with uh with jack or or the other uh, audio uh, also drivers also yeah, yeah yeah um quick i had a quick question in the youtube comments um somebody's saying i'm clipping so i'm probably getting too loud um that might be a me problem rather than a mic problem and they're saying okay. what are the advantages of doing this over a raspberry pi os like raspbian or i guess it's raspberry mm -hmm. pi os these days that comes with the kitchen sink that is a full-fledged operating system it's got a gui it's got networking it's got the sound drivers and it just all comes in there and it's like what is it like eight gigabytes, four gigabytes? It's, it's huge. Massive. Yeah. And it and takes forever to boot. Yep. yep. <laughs> and it takes forever to boot. You want you people generally want to create their own custom Linux images when you're trying to create, say, an IoT device that you deploy to a bunch of yeah. areas. And for whatever reason you need Linux. And so by scaling it down, I can actually fit Linux, this entire thing on like, I don't know, 12 megabytes? Like you can get it yeah. to boot yeah. in like a yeah. tiny, tiny fraction of the space of like big Raspberry Pi OS. Sure, and if you're deploying a, a thing to share with the world, you've made your support job so much easier if you make a very bespoke little uh, distribution to give to people. I've, I've, I've run across these with like the, some of the uh, camera ones is like a, 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 a Raspberry Pi distribution that's just for making like a little household security cam kind of thing. Uh, it's small, it just has a few things in there that, you know, are, are ready to go so you don't end up uh, wondering what you're doing with Minecraft on there. Yeah, and boot time's a big one too. So rather than yeah. wait like a full yeah. minute, like you're that. booting in like two seconds. Not, not, not many services. Well, yeah. very cool. We're looking forward to the progress on that and I might even uh, I might even dip in. So Sweet. thanks for sharing that. All yeah, right. thanks we'll for having me on, John. Time. Sure thing, bye-bye. All right, uh, next up we've got our good friends, Noe and Pedro. Hey, guys, hey John. What's hey, new? folks. Hey. Okay, so uh, this week, uh, a request from PT, who you know has been uh, watching out of the um, Suicide Squad, and you know super happy because some of the boards from Adafruit were in there. So he requested a 
flexible 3D printed uh, Starro face mask. So uh, this is a custom uh, model that is modeled around the uh, Halloween uh, M4. So just a simple little model that just goes on your face. It's all printed with NinjaFlex. And earlier on the 3D Hangout show, uh, there was a lot of discussions on like how to get your profiles to get printing really good. So a lot of banter on like, you know, how to do your profiles with like a Bowden printer, which was uh, one of the things we were discussing that I had accidentally did to print one of the models. We were actually able to get that to work the uh, 85A, which is like the uh, the elastic, the TPE mm. uh, version of the NinjaFlex. So, um, and then like a lot of other uh, things around it, like uh, being able to airbrush it. So you can do like a lot of fine details on uh, myself and by no means like an airbrush expert. So I was able to get like some, you know, okay. It looks nice. Uh, the gradients there look around nice, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So discussions about that and then like uh, having it like accessible to be able to reach the, um, the on and off buttons and then like have little uh, ports for having like uh, the rechargeability with the uh, Halloween that you have on there. And then just the construction of it, like using the NinjaFlex uh, filament to actually have the uh, the straps so you can have that on your head. And of course, you can't really see when you put it on, but you know you can kind of adjust it. You know, if you wear glasses, <laughs> yeah, you can like kind of yeah. see. Yeah, you can kind yeah. of see, you know, sort of out that way. <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, a bunch, simple good. little projects to um, sort of you know just highlight that. Hey, we have like a bunch of spools in the Adafruit shop. I think they're like thirty bucks compared to like what, like sixty dollars, like somewhere oh, wow. else. So. Yeah. Definitely go pick those up. We got a bunch of those spools in the Adafruit shop and uh, watching uh, later tonight on Ask an Engineer, you can even get that 10% discount code. So definitely right. Good tip. put that in the cart, get some of those out there. We also have like the uh, glow in the dark ones. Um, there's a lot of, in the discord too. A lot of people wanted to do like um, the silhouettes and things like that. We have like the glow in the dark uh, Ninja mm -hmm. Flex as well. And of course the Halloween's uh, they're in stock. Uh, we have the M uh, M zero ones in stock and at, over at DigiKey, we have the uh, M4 ones in stock, oh, really great. cool orange ones. And uh, yeah, just some fusion discussions using the for free form tool. So definitely check that out. For sure, yeah. And is that, yeah. Uh, did you did you say you were successfully printing that with a Bowden tube? Yeah, I, I mistakenly printed because I, I was printing both sides <laughs> and only one of them is, one of the printers is the direct drive and the other one is the Bowden. Uh -huh. And it was able to print with the same ah. settings. So definitely that's, a good thing to try cool. out. And then just some of the discussions on like printing on a PEI sheet, like how to have your initial, initial layer height and the speed mm -hmm. and the heat and all that stuff. So Are those tips that you've that. Uh, that you'll be putting into a guide as well? Yes, it's in the guide. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. The guide Excellent. went. I, I think Lamar went uh, made the guide live uh, Tuesday or something. So okay. all Super. the settings in there, and then we have a GitHub repo too that has every single one of our profiles for all of the different printers that uh, Adafruit has gotten in. We made print, uh, profiles for those and just uploaded on our GitHub. Good. I want to print Definitely squishy stuff. Thanks. Yeah, for yeah. That. It looks really fun and. Wow. <laughs> right? Add some servos onto that and like have it like, <laughs> yeah. some, you know, with some sound Ooh. effects or something and have it go around. And oh, yeah, that's one of the other things too. You can uh, do like some heat forming and you, your newest guide well, oh. was showing how to do like when you did the coiling with the USB yeah. cable. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, do yeah. like some uh, heat to have this stay nice and curved. And, oh, like, that's curved. interesting. So nice, lots of nice little cool properties uh, with the yeah. flexible filaments. Cool. That's cool. All right, I'm getting some. You've sold me on it. Thanks, guys. Hey, it's free for you. <laughs> All right, JP. Thanks, JP. Bye. Yes. All right. Uh, next up, we may have Scott, if he gives me the thumbs up in his little tiny thumbnail view that I see down there. And the app. Ooh, hey, Scott. Hello. It's it's not working that well, but I thought I'd go anyway. Right on. Um, Do you want your second screen? 
Yes, please. So right, what I've been what working on the last couple days is getting uh, tiny USB, which is our uh, USB uh, stack that we use in CircuitPython, and a lot of people have picked it up for other stuff. Uh, it's a fully open source MIT licensed uh, USB stack, which is really cool. Um, and I'm working on getting it running on a Raspberry Pi 4, uh, not an RP2040. It already runs there. That's their microcontroller, but actually their Cortex-A level stuff. So what you would traditionally think of as a Raspberry Pi. Mm -hmm. um, so what I've got here on the right-hand side is you can see I got some, some UART output. The hello from CM4 was sent out from a compute module on the IO board. Um, unfortunately, and I thought I'd pick people's brains, so let me switch. I realized I have cat cam that I can treat as a flying oh. camera. <laughs> um, so the, here's my setup, and maybe it'll focus. Um, so I've got like the, the compute module, the IO board, um, and then this is the UART lines, and this, this is obviously an apple that I was eating. <laughs> um, but I, ha I thought I'd ask people, have you seen where the SD card doesn't stick. Oh, I've been using this all of today, and it just started happening to me, like as no, I was trying no, to get I've this going. I've never run into that ever on any SD card. So um, that's a pain. I think I did accidentally pull it out once. Okay. Uh, because it is like a push pull, and they warn you about that. But I tried a second card, and it does the same thing. Yeah. So I'm so it must be a little like, catch that's uh, not. It, yeah, I can feel I can feel it like try to catch, but not. Uh -huh obviously not succeed. So uh, um, I'm on Discord and I'm on uh, and on, on the YouTube chats too. So if somebody's had this problem before and you know how to like coax it, uh, let me know because it's going to make it even worse for me to deal with if, if I have yeah. to hold it in there every time. I mean, I know we have uh, some extenders that are like a ribbon cable with a, a slot that you could probably tape in the in position and then use the oh, other end for idea. swapping like a little... Maybe maybe something like that will help. Yeah, yeah. I was also thinking like maybe I'd try to actually like order that part off Digikey. Right, 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 right. That's more work. Actually, you know what? I think <laughs> I have a second I/O board. Aha, that's the fastest Solved. thing probably. <laughs> um, but it's frustrating because I've only been using it today and yesterday. So we got a comment on YouTube that I've fixed a non-staying micro SD card on a Pi using gaffer tape. Gaffer tape, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could just tape it in there. in there. <laughs> I'll just have to find my other I.O. board. They're $35 a piece, but right. Oh, me holding it in there says, is... Remove the spring, says someone someone else, and duct tape. Okay. All right, we got some good solutions. Awesome. Well, All right. yeah, I'll check those out after I'm done chatting with you. Excellent. All right, well, thanks for coming by, and uh, good luck with the board and the, uh, and the USB stack. Yeah, thank you. Like it should be really cool. Um, right. I'm, I'm excited to get people excited about it. Very cool. All right, thanks, and enjoy your Gravenstein apple. Thanks, John. Uh, all right, oh, let's see. Next up, we've got uh, our, let's see who's in here. We have uh, some people moving around. Here's Liz with City DIY. Let's bring Liz on. Hey, Liz. Hey, how's it going? Going well. How many of these cameras are yours? I see a couple things that maybe are you. Um, I, I have my on? screen shared. Um, with some like weird things happening. Yeah. Uh, so this is the 13 by nine um, Stemma LED matrix. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to do an audio visualizer with it. Uh -huh. uh, and so this is uh, Jeff Epler's uh, Microlab code um, mm -hmm. that I converted to run on a matrix. So you can see it kind of adjusting to my voice, but you'll see it more if I tap the mic on the feather 
sense for getting some blue yep. um, going on there. So oh, cool. that was kind of the first step because uh, uh, MicroLab uses uh, NumPy, so it iterates through data a lot faster than if you're uh -huh. trying to pull it in direct. Um, I'm still kind of learning about it. So next I'm hoping to like maybe do some like custom visualizations and change up Neat. the colors and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good. Well, I think you're on the bleeding edge of using this uh, this module, so it's fun to see some some demos with it. Thank you for for tackling that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, I was really hyped when it came out, and I like colors and music reacting together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a fun one. It's nice that it's Systema QT, so you can just kind of pop it into a lot of existing projects without uh, without much work. Yes, definitely. Very cool. All right. Well, thanks, Liz. We'll look forward to seeing uh, seeing this progress. Cool. Thank you. All right. I'm going to move on uh, quickly so we can get through in time uh, and still have time for Ask an Engineer get started. So uh, let's see. Next up, we've got our friend uh, Todd Bot here. Let's see. looks like he's ready to go. Uh, got the thumbs up. And uh, hey, Todd, is one of these uh, screens yours as well? Are you sharing? Yeah, a there's, a, there's a code screen, a GitHub code screen that um, you can put up whenever you want. There it is. I found yeah. it. All right. So, so, um, but first make, instead of making that big, make, make, uh, my video big. So I've got a macro pad here and I'm going to switch the camera if I can still remember how to do that. Um, here we go. So this is Ooh. the space invaders icons <laughs> doing, do, doing a very non space invaders, -y, uh, tweening or easing um, yeah. that, that if you ever ever done animation uh, easing like easing in and out is a very common thing and the um, the code is really simple um, it's you know it's, it's basically this the same code you've ever seen for easing where basically you have a linear interpolation function that goes between a, a start and an end point that's moderated by a time variable that goes between zero and one and then you change what time means like oh if i instead of making it just linearly going from zero to one i make it go like a like a square and then an inverse square it gives right. you that sort of like speed up and slow and down exponential yeah exactly yeah yeah so like you you get like uh, quadratic functions then cubic functions and uh -huh. quartic functions and these are all like really well known so you can just like plop them in but i was playing around with this because i thought it would be very funny to have the space invaders that move very strictly in a um, this very like sort of <laughs> fluid way, and so this is just a real. Uh, this is on GitHub. It's on. Uh, it's great. In my GitHub in um, Toddbot slash Circuit Python Invaders. I and, love it. Uh, and it's it's super super simple. There's a little thing object that basically does all the object object updating, just like my staroids. And then the linear interpolation stuff is at the very top, where you get like the ease in and out, just mm -hmm. like you've seen it before. Beautiful. Yeah, it also looks like they're at a, like a flash mob or something doing a funky yeah. dance that they've all agreed upon. They're, they're, they're in rave. sync in a delightful way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Right. Thank you for sharing that. I look forward to playing with it. Really love Cheers. it. Great job. Take care. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we're going to bring on, uh, not that, but uh, Cedar Grove, if you're ready to go. Let's see what's happening. Hey, how you doing? Hey there. Can you hear me okay? I hear you great. Super. I've been working on um, a CO2 monitor, as probably a number of people know. My nephew is asthmatic, and it's pretty important for him to be able to monitor CO2 levels and particulate levels. So um, I've decided to put together a portable job for him so he could do um, the monitoring when he's camping. Oh, that's great. And so uh, it, it's based on, I think you can see that. 
It's based on the Pi badge, but it's also compatible with the uh, Pi Gamer, with uh, Edge Badge, Pi Portals, and I've got it running on the Q and the Funhouse too. Oh, wow. So right now, this is just the CO2 monitor, and thanks to effects music, let's see, where is that? Right here. It can switch over to another language mode, and uh, if I hold oh, on yeah. to that. So we're now we're switching over to German. Uh-huh. And <laughs> uh, good grief. It's a little <laughs> bit CO2-y in here. Anyway. <laughs> <Those hard> um, <laughs> yeah, there is a pirate mode, too, but that's kind of <laughs> iffy to use, and it doesn't really help you a whole lot. But anyway, oh, the, the next step is to attach the particulate monitor to this, and then it'll be mounted in a, um, a ruggedized pelican case uh -huh. like this so that... Um, he can take it camping with him and set it up in the tent and know what's going on. Oh, that's terrific. Oh, really that's beautiful terrific. build. Really I love the uh, attention love to detail the with your UI. Uh, makes it makes it easy for people to use, I think. That was a lot of fun. Making it compatible with all the rest of the boards was a great educational experience. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. Well, I look yeah. forward to looking well, through that code sometime. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. We'll see you next time. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Odd J. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Great, nice to see you. What's new? Uh, this guy, actually. Hey, <laughs> I'm working on a uh, new smart, smaller version of Aussie. You'd be like worn on your head for like Halloween. Love so it. Like one of my newest designs. I took an old design and reworked it a bit. And the cool thing about this one, it runs simply on a small Adafruit trinket, and it just looks oh, around. Cool. And thanks to the design, you can easily just put it on top of your head, move the legs a bit to kind of hold onto your head, and bam. Got a little robot playing your head. So cute. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm still trying to make it a bit smaller, so I'm still uh, working on a smaller version just in case. But hoping I can like get this all videoed up and you know sent out at the end of this month. Ah, oh, it's such a great looking build. And the types of functions you have on it right now are like some is it like a randomized motion? Randomized motion, yeah. Yeah. Look around. I don't want the this is I'm just left work recently, so I'm finally being a full-time maker, so I'm trying to make my first little thing really Congrats. easy and simple to follow, follow yeah. along with. Um, eventually, we'll get to the bigger stuff, like the yeah. AI stuff, but for right now, I'm trying to go for small designs and cute stuff that people can just easily print. That's uh, exciting. That's a great idea. And then it can also be a platform for further exploration by people mm -hmm. uh, if they get it get it up and running. Uh, and is are any of those uh, files out there and shared yet? Have, are you posting Not things yet. like I'm, 3D models? And they will all be posted and everything once uh, at the end of the month. I'm hoping on make.io and, of course, Adafruit processes. But if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you will see it first, and then you can, like, go and take care of it. So great. Thanks so much, Jay, and congratulations on uh, moving into full-time makering. Yeah, thanks. Take care. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Doctor. So we'll bring Doctor onto the stream. Hello. Hello, how's it going? Going great. Nice to see you. What's happening? All right, so uh, I was looking at my smartwatch, which uh, has seen some better days. It decided that it was a good time to lose this trap entirely, so I've been holding it on with bandages, and I thought, maybe I should make my own version. So I thought, hey, what's cooler than a smartwatch? A Pip-Boy. So I decided I'm going to make my own version, something a little different, um, you know, not just a clone of a Pip-Boy, but um, starting off with just a Feather RP2040 GPS module, Figured I'll add a bunch of sensors that might be useful. So, so far, cool. I don't have a lot going on, um, but I've got my 
SD card for data logging. Apparently, it's just doing battery. Um, I've got the um, LC709203F for monitoring the battery uh, levels. And you can see the um, console up on there has my current location, which is not the full location just because I don't need people <laughs> coming up at my door. Um, but you can see it's uh, monitoring battery as it's recording. Uh, so I want to try to take that data and see if I can also use it like for um, something like map my run to see if I can like move my GPS data up there so I can work blocks or like if I find a point of interest, I plan on having some IO so I can like just hit a quick button, tag a GPS location, and if I want to go back, I can make notes later. Um, gonna oh, have a cool. nice big sharp memory display, but Ooh. haven't gotten that quite working yet. So I don't know if you can. The, yeah, yeah that'll see. be a nice that'll be a it's, nice uh, pip boy size, I think. Yeah, so that that'll take up a good chunk of my arm. Yeah. So once I've got that, it's gonna it's gonna start coming together pretty quick. So. Really cool, good, exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the progress on that as you go. Uh, thanks for sharing it, and come on back uh, anytime you got more. I certainly will. Take yeah. care. Uh, all right, we've got Mark Hughes ready to go, I think. Let's bring on Mark. Hello. Hi, JP. Nice to finally meet you. I'm Mark. Hey, really nice to meet you. How's what your What you got going, going on here today? Well, last year, um, I taught a course where we provided free boards, free assembly, free parts, free everything. Uh, we had over 600 engineers sign up, and I just got a, uh, the nod from the sponsors. We're doing it again. Oh, so great. if you have any engineers that are looking to learn how to do PCB design, this time it'll be with an emphasis on signal integrity. Um, great. Come check it out. This time we're making keyboards. Uh, I don't want to say I stole the idea from you, but I, I, I totally stole the idea from you. Nah, there's no such thing. <laughs> there's no stealing of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do macro key, keyboards with the Raspberry cool. Pi Pico, um, parts for at least, you know, 20, 20 people. Uh, I'm sorry, 25 people and PCBs great. for hopefully everybody. So Excellent. that's what we're doing. Oh, that's really great. And people will have the opportunity to learn the PCB design from the ground up and then get uh, get get boards made. Is that the goal? Well, uh, one of the sponsors is the same people that makes the Oshpark boards. So we're uh -huh. hopefully going to just be able to ship them out the boards. Really uh, cool. Yeah. So that, that was all. Exciting. Well, thanks. And uh, so people can head to teachmepcb.com, I'm, I'm guessing, if they want to learn more about that. Sign up and go we'll sign be up. ready to go in uh, early October. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Hey, no, JP, thank you. No, thank you. No. Uh, all right. Is that everyone? I, I saw that we did have one camera up here called Mouse, and it has what looks like a, a Eurorack synthesizer. So I'm just going to go to it. Is there a person on the other end of this line? Yeah, I'm right here. Have, can you hear me? Hey, yeah, I can hear you. How's it going? All right. Yeah. So yeah, a few weeks ago, I, I uh, showed off a little power, a power supply to sort of tease this project. And this is what, I, what I'm doing with it. Um, okay. I'm trying to make a uh, entire Eurorack modular synthesizer, uh, except for, for one module. <laughs> um, yeah, so the one module I didn't make is this one here, which is sure. a computer interface which is great because you can actually have a virtual modular synth on your computer and hook it up to your real one. So I can actually play with my modules without having to make all the modules first. Yes, <laughs> it's a gateway uh, in. <laughs> it is, yeah. And uh, this is a prototype module, which is a breadboard on a module. Wow. Neat. 
Uh, which is great because then you can test out your circuits and you've got all the yeah. power supply and the jacks and everything. Uh, my first real module here, this is a uh, sample and hold uh, with a noise generator and a clock. And uh, I'm using this sort of um, uh, kit uh, prototype DIY system to make oh, right. it. Implement okay. them. Is that the uh, one from Delptronics? It is, is the Delptronics one. Okay, so it's like a, it's like a. Uh, yeah, I can actually I can show you the next one the because I can take it right out. Cool. Uh, yeah, the next one is an LFO, which is digital. Uh, it's an Arduino, Adafruit, uh, Atmega, shift uh -huh. <laughs> there with the bootloader, and um, this is only half done. Uh, I have it flashing the LED, but I don't have it. Um, I don't have the uh, DACs and op amps and i'll just unplug this yeah so this is this is the what i'm using to make them so far it's cool. you can see it's got like a proto board here to wire up your stuff and it has a board that you mount controls on and a front panel where you and so you just pick whatever controls you need and drill the holes and yeah not everything oh, that's that's great yeah. yeah so that's what i have so far love it and yep whoops where'd we go yeah, so, oh i soloed me sorry about that <laughs> yeah so uh uh, it's uh, at some point I'm going to have to learn to make my own PCBs because some of the modules uh, are a little too complicated to do with this in this uh, sort of format here. Hey, well, you'll never but, believe uh, it, but the last guy, Mark Hughes, has a, uh, uh, a oh yeah, with, uh, <laughs> so go go check out. I think it was TeachMePCB.com. Yeah, maybe you can be one of the twenty-five. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we got to run so they can get Ask an Engineer started. Thank you so hey, much thanks. for showing that. Please come on back anytime to show us more modules. Really neat. Uh, all right, and uh, that's going to do it for Show and Tell. I'm John Park, and uh, you should stay tuned because next up is going to be Phil and Lamore with Ask an Engineer. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>